Well, welcome everyone to another episode of the Bus Stop Podcast. I'm Eric Wesley, your host, and today we are back with another Black History Month spotlight on some employees who are making a difference throughout Greyhound. Joining us are three employees who serve the company as Senior Regional Managers for Human Resources. So join me in welcoming Sherry Benjamin, Senior Regional HR Manager in the Midwest. Sherry, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Eric. How are you? We also have Jared Norman, Senior Regional HR Manager in the Northeast. Jared, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Eric. And last but not least, we have Senior Regional Manager in the South and West Regions, Miss Tasha Robinson. Tasha, welcome to the Bus Stop Podcast. Thank you, Eric. Glad to be here. Well, we want to get to know each of you better and learn more about what you do for the company because I imagine there may be employees who know exactly what you do and how important you are in their day-to-day activities with the company. And then there may be some employees who might just think things within the realm of HR just kind of happen on their own. And that's not the case. Because you all have a good hand, a steady hand, an active hand in the role of making things come about when it comes to HR. Uh, So let's talk about that. And we'll begin with you, Sherry. Uh, We want to know, first of all, how long have you been with the company? Eric, I've been with Greyhound um, for just a little bit over 37 years now. I started back um, in November of 1983 um, during a strike, a big strike um, then, and um, I was offered a permanent position uh, after the strike ended. So Sherry, it sounds like you started out in some challenging times with the company. Uh, did you begin your career in HR? No, I did not. Um, actually, how I started was I took um, a friend to fill out an application um, because of the upcoming strike and there had been some advertisement of that Greyhound would be hiring. And when I got there, I said, well, I have to wait. I might as well fill out an application too. At the time I was a college student. And while we were in line outside at the maintenance center on Halstead in Chicago, he says, oh, uh, these jobs are for bus cleaner. I'm like, um, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Not going to clean the buses. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So I'm so I, you know, make a long story short, um, completed, you know, the application process. And, you know, I got a call on that morning on the 15th and said, hey, can you uh, come in? You've been hired. Really? And what is this for? (laughs) They said, well, we have a position in the office. We looked at your um, information and thought that um, we needed some um, clerical. And I was like, okay. So, that's how, you know, that's when and how I started. So that was in the, um, for the maintenance division there. And I worked over there for about eight years before transferring over to the customer service department um, at the terminal. And I was an admin there. And um, until probably 1995, 
um, I was completing my degree and a position open for the area sales manager in the region and the district manager, you know, talked to me and asked me if I was interested since you, you'll be graduating. <laughs> I was like, yeah, <laughs> you know, I, at the time I was working two jobs and going to school. So um, I started that in January of 1995, and I uh, worked that position until September of 1997 when I transferred to New York, um, and that's when I started my career in HR uh, with the company. Um, they were looking for an HR manager there in New York, and um, here I am a few years later. <laughs> Um, I, 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 I'm here, you know, still, I found that, um, HR, you know, I really found my place with the company and what I really loved. Um, and that is, um, working with and really working for people. Um, I know they're in, um, HR, there's so many different, uh, facets and things that you do, you know, employee relations, labor relations, um, benefits, but, um, I really enjoy um, my experience with, um, you know, assisting customers um, because I do have that opportunity also because of my experience in operations. It provides a, a wide range of uh, experience and no two days are the same. Um, and I think so that's what I like about it most. It keeps it interesting. And so um, here I am. And I think that kind of a pretty good recap of what I've, you know. That, what I've that is a very good recap. We are now out of time. So thank you all. <laughs> I'm sorry. I still have a couple of things to add, but okay. No, Eric, I'm joking. You feel, you I'm feel joking. our pain, Eric. You feel our pain. I'm joking. Okay. So, Jared, you are in the Northeast, and uh, when did you begin your career with Greyhound? Yes, I'm in the Northeast. Actually, next month, I will be with Greyhound for 30 years. Okay, congratulations. Thank you, and I had no idea I'd be here this long. <laughs> now, have you, have you always been in HR? I started in New York in the Port Authority, actually where I'm based out of now, as a customer service supervisor. And from there, um, Greyhound showed me so many opportunities that were available to me. And from there, I moved into the area sales manager position for the agencies. And then from there, I went to become a terminal manager and ran a couple of locations for a few years. And after that, I went into training and development, did that for a few years. And then HR came knocking and I tried my hand at HR and found, as Sherry said, her home and uh, been there ever since. And Tasha, how about you? When did you begin your career journey with Greyhound? Well, I, I guess I'm the baby in the group. <laughs> so <laughs> I started back in 2008. So this year would be 13 years. Okay. And um, I, I, I was hired into the regional HR role. Back then it was like a level one. Um, but I, I, I had always worked in HR prior to coming, had come from a pediatric healthcare company. So uh, the Greyhound environment was very different. Um, but I've, again, I've, I've been in this position now for approaching 13 years. Um, 
and uh, loving every bit of it. One day is 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 always different. Uh, Sherry had mentioned that it's never a dull moment um, in in the HR world, and so I'm I'm enjoying every moment of it. Sounds good. Very interesting paths that you all have taken to. Uh, join the company. Let's go back in time right now and let's say back to high school. Think back with me and when you were in high school, was a human resources manager on your vision board at that time? Was it even something that you even knew about? And we'll begin with you, Tasha. Um, For me, that's a no. (laughs) I No, not at all. So when I was in high school, you couldn't tell me that I wasn't going to be uh, Dr. Tasha Robinson. I was going to be an orthodontist. I was going to get a, a dental degree. Okay. And I uh, went into college, uh, uh, biology major, um, pre-dental program, and it was a done deal uh, until physics. Physics <laughs> shut all of that down. Physics <laughs> gets a lot of people. <laughs> oh, yeah. it, was, it was not happening. Physics was like, uh-uh, they did not prepare you <laughs> for this. So I had to... Um, uh, make a change. I, I made a change, went into psychology uh, major and was like, what in the world am I going to do with a psychology degree? I'm following my sister's footsteps and she wanted to be a, a high school principal. I was like, oh, but that's not happening. So what am I going to do with this with this uh, degree? Um, so I thought about IO psychology, industrial organizational psychology. And here we go. They were like, you need a PhD. It's not happening. It is not happening. So <laughs> 19, 18, 19 year old Tasha was not, you know, was just not trying to do all of those things. So uh, I was like, what's similar potentially to IO psychology? And that's where the idea of human resources uh, came into play. So I, I you know, I, I went through college, uh, psychology major, got my bachelor's, went into graduate school, and got a uh, master's in human resources development. So from that point on, my, my goal was to work in the human, human resources uh, field from that point on. And here I am. Okay. Okay. Jared, how about you? I have to go along with Tasha with this. I never thought I would end up in HR. I started out after high school and, of course, had a lot of lofty dreams of what I wanted to do and where I wanted to be and what have you. But um, I started out thinking I got into retail, which was my first real gig as far as working and retail management. And I knew after a while that that was really not what I wanted to do and where I wanted to be. And uh, then I saw an opportunity with Greyhound to come aboard and I said, okay, well, I'll try transportation. That's a little bit different from retail, even though it's a type of retail, it's just different. And um, like I said, 30 years later, I never thought I would be here this long, but um, after 30 years, transportation kind of gets into you. I think that we can all agree with that it kind of gets into your blood. And before you know it, uh, you end up loving what you do and the years go by. Yes, time does move by quickly. They say time flies when you're having fun. So Sherry, how about you? What was on your vision board back in your high school days? Well, initially I was a computer science major. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So I think about mm, two and a half, years in, I decided um, this is for me, this is a lot, a lot of work, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, you know, when you start writing programs, um, I said, okay. So um, I 
decided to do something different that I really liked management. I, I've always liked business and I've always liked management. So um, that's when I returned to school and I, you know, transferred over and, and I um, began working on my degree in um, business and, you know, with a concentration in management. And that's what um, kind of brought me to this, you know, to this position. I had a district manager when I was in ASM and he said, well, um, I was kind of saying some things weren't fair with um, with some decisions. And I was fighting for an agent, a, pers a particular person, uh, location. And he says, well, I know, but um, I understand your point. He said, but you know what? I think you need to be a social worker <laughs> manager, and you know what? And 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 really, that kind of um, you know feeds to the passion that I have, um, you know, for people and for what I do. So um, he was, you know, kind of right. Not, you know, it's you know HR. You know, it is or can be a form of um, social work because I think you should care and you should, help, you know, help people. I know, um, you know, a hundred years ago, um, it was personnel, the personnel department and, you know, or you filed a complaint or you were uh, in a union. Um, but as we know now, it has evolved into um, something much uh, bigger and, you know, it, it, I think that uh, rather than just hiring, you know, no, it's it's not hiring. It's a lot of developing um, of individuals. You you get to um, not so much, you know, uh, terminate, you know, process terminations, but you you know get to give second chances and identify areas where uh, people can do things better and um, develop them into good. Uh, employees or very functioning employees for other uh, positions in the company and to help, you know, the company grow. So that's how I land, you know, that's where I am now. Sounds good. Sounds good. Jared, Sherry just touched upon a little bit of uh, what you all do as HR managers. Uh, can you talk a little bit more, though, about the role and responsibilities you all have? Well, the role is so diverse and you hit so many different areas from um, assisting management with uh, their complaints or their growth or succession planning, those type of areas, as well as working with labor relations, um, also with the benefits aspect of it also. Um, I mean, HR is so encompassing with so many, touches so many different departments and so many different levels. And Basically, it's guiding management through the process and to come up with the best solution for whatever uh, obstacle that they might be facing, be it employee uh, complaints, or even staffing models, those type of things as well. So um, it's, it's, it's never a dull moment. It's something different every day. And one of the things I really like about what we do is that just when we think we've heard it all, something comes up and it's a whole new different spin on an existing problem. So it constantly challenges us to grow into the different fields, into the different entities of the business that we support. Would you all say employees fully understand what you do for them or how you can assist them? Maybe maybe to a certain degree, and, and, and both Sherry and, and Jared kind of hit on some of the things that we do. 
um, that gives them some insight, especially the employee and any one-on-one -on -one interactions that they may have with us. Um, but how, how, as Jared stated, how we can assist leadership, and we do that locally as well as regionally, uh, how we can assist leadership to help create positive working experience for the employees that maybe they don't they don't see that because they see HR for most uh, instances, I would say in a very traditional role. And that's what Sherry was saying, what HR may have looked like, you know, a century ago or so uh, and how we are transforming, the, the profession itself is transforming to be less of a tactical uh, role or combination rather of tactical and strategic, which is what I think that we as regional managers do. Um, we're pretty hands-on in doing things, documenting things, recording things, being compliant uh, uh, in addition to, to strategic, as uh, Jared mentioned, in, in succession planning. I know there may be some organizational planning, work, workforce planning, uh, development um, training, talent acquisition, all of those things are, are what we do. And I know that uh, employees may not see all of that in which HR can do. Uh, they may see us more of, you know, I have issues with my pay. I, you know, I have issues with my manager, of course, all of those employee relations, labor relations issues. But to the extent as, you know, how can you help me in regards to whatever my career objectives may be in regards to human resources? Uh, I, I think that uh, there may be some 50-50 because anyone who's experienced that with us individually or with their management team, of course, they see that. Um, but, you know, how well that translates into everyone's working knowledge of how HR functions within this organization, um, uh, they, may not, they may not see that completely. And I think uh, having this type of environment podcast is certainly a way to get that kind of information out, of course, and we, we communicate that through our actions uh, in our dealings with our employees and our leaders as well. Um, that certainly um, uh, will help spread that information. You all literally have an impact on touching, I'll say, every position within the company uh, because of what you do. Is that a correct statement? I would totally agree. Yes. With that, and what we've gone through, say, in 2020, last year, and now going starting 2021, and this is February and Black History Month. And you look back at last year and all the difficulties that everyone experienced from the pandemic, uh, racial injustice, civil unrest, uh, the volatile election season. Um, just curious, how did you all handle that last year? And then did you find yourselves having to maybe counsel with employees who were having difficult times, um, difficulty with getting through all of that? Um, we'll start with you, Jared. Well, definitely it's been a, a, a huge change in our society from the things that have gone on with COVID-19 and uh, some of the political arenas that have come to the forefront and, you know, a, a new president, those different things like that. So most definitely it was a lot to process and a lot to wrap one's head around um, in order to make, make sense of all the things that were going on and how many lives it would it affected not just here, you know, in America, but around the world. So it was a lot to take in and a lot to uh, digest and decipher. Where the employees are concerned, more so, I like to put the uh, 
employee in the best hands possible. And sometimes that's not always talking to the HR manager. They need to talk to a professional. So actually been having the employees contact EAP so they can get the professional help that they need. You know, Eric, um, for me, uh, you know, and, you know, speaking with Tasha and Jared and, you know, um, my manager brought to my attention, hey, I think we need to do something. I think as a company, um, we need to do something, which, as you are aware, and every, uh, that we held the forum uh, mm-hmm. last May, which um, was preceded by um, training, you know, some, some modules that everyone had to complete. And then, you know, we had the big form, which, uh, you know, was encompassed maybe about 80, I think it was maybe 85, 87 uh, managers and supervisors and people at all levels of the company had uh, attended. And I think that um, allows for the opportunity for conversations and people began to open up subsequent to that event and that there, you know, things are, you know, growing as you, as you are well aware, as far as, you know, things that the company is doing, um, as far as DNI. Um, so it, it wasn't so much as I, that I saw as a challenge or did I hear anything, you know, we, um, have, if you visit our terminals and our maintenance facility and all of our offices and uh, the corporate office, maybe not now because it's been, you know, shut down, but in all of our terminals and the maintenance facilities, you will see the posters, uh, the diversity and inclusion posters that are up. So uh, for me, it's just created um, an opportunity to move the company in um a, a, a good direction. And Tasha, how about you? Yeah, for me, it it, it was, and I kind of echo both Sherry and Jared in that, you know, it was a struggle dealing with the pandemic. Of course, anyone who knows me knows of my germaphobe issues, right? And so struggling with that and processing that personally, um, and then making sure that I process that uh, thoroughly to be able to help uh, the employees that I support, all of the employees and any issues that they have. Um, the things that we were seeing in the community, the, the divide, uh, the, 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 all of the civil unrest, as you mentioned, and, and, and understanding that, you know, I know how my personal feelings were as it related to that. Um, and then realizing that the employees are going to be affected by that as well. And so as an organization, what can we do? Kind of echoing with, with Sherry, what can we do to prepare people for uh, what may be coming uh, in the work environment, making sure that they are aware of what's happening uh, uh, in, in, in relation to the things that we're seeing and hearing in, in, uh, on television, how their employees may uh, be affected through their interactions with each other, with our passengers, um, and being prepared to how to deal with things that may be coming from that. But then also, as Sherry noted, wanting to 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 make people uh, aware um, and 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 help our organization to continue to thrive in in, in regards to diversity and inclusion, uh, and having that open communication uh, about the things that are happening to us. And so, for me, I, I wanted to make sure, as it related to the pandemic, that uh, employees had the resources available, like Jared said, EAP, and any information that I can give them to help them with whatever 
uh, circumstance that they may be having, in addition to making sure that they understood, too, that our organization had uh, a continuity plan in place in, in, in effort to safeguard them, to safeguard our passengers. And so keeping them uh, reminded and echoing what I know they heard from their local and other regional managers uh, in regards to what we're doing to help, you know, uh, curb the spread of the pandemic. And, and, and yeah, I found myself, you know, being on phone calls, listening to people in tears and how they've been affected by things and, and, and being affected by them as well. It, it, it was a struggle for me. Um, but, uh, you know, again, wanting to be accessible and available to, to any employee who may, who may have need me. And that's from a manager or someone who was not a manager. So all employees being able to, to be uh, an active listener. Uh, a lot of times they just needed uh, someone to, to listen, I'm not necessarily looking for advice, just vent, um, uh, speak about their frustrations, look for resources and information. And if I couldn't give it to them, certainly I would go out of my way to try to, to get them whatever uh, information I could, whatever assistance I could provide them. Because I knew, I knew that they were going through it because I can use the empathy and sympathy and know what my struggles were personally uh, and uh, wanting to be able to be that resource and that help for, for anyone else who may be going through the same thing. Well, with the multiple hats that you all wear every day and working with the employees, what is one thing you'd like for employees to know when it comes to the regional HR manager? I think one of the things that we would like them to know is that when they come to us, that we are the objective portion of the the business that's listening objectively to what their concerns are so that uh, we can get them the best possible resolve to whatever issue that they're having and also provide some coaching and some direction um, along the way as well. I always try to um, relay to the employees a sense of caring that they were not just um, my individual, you know, caring or position, but that, that they work for a company that um, really cares about their employees and that it's a company that's fair um, and that um, has a lot of, and can allow, it, it allows for a lot of resources, um, a lot of help, a lot of training. Um, it's a company that, you know, there's opportunity. There has been opportunity not only for myself, you know, personal opportunity, but a lot of opportunity for different individuals that I have worked with. And I've seen them go on and do, you know, great things. Some are still with the company and some are not. They went somewhere else and did, you know, other things. Um, so I just think that, you know, the, the most important thing is that they have, um, an office, uh, a person, to, you know, to come to that um, will help and that really cares about their development and their growth um, and continued employment with the company. Tasha, anything to add to that? Uh, for, for me, I, I would love for employees to think about me as um, someone who is very supportive of the team, the team meaning all of the employees within the area in which I'm responsible for. And that specifically, whether they're the manager or the, the, the field employee, 
the customer service agent, the, the driver, it, it, it doesn't matter. Anything that I do and or say, how I engage in any situation is also always going to be for the benefit of, of them as a team member. Um, and, 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 and whatever the reason is that I'm involved, um, which could be, you know, so many different reasons, so many different variables, so many different pieces. But any interaction that I have will always be for um, what's what's the best thing to do, what's the right thing to do, what's uh, 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 best for the team, what's best for that individual. As Sherry stated, I it, it's my role is a supportive role. My role is one of uh, a coaching role, if you will, as well, developing a, a teacher, a mentor, a trainer. And, and if I have to be that tactical person I mentioned previously, uh, you know, if I have to record re uh, com compliance and then do all those administrative things, um, then I'll do that if it's, if it's going to help you, if it's the right thing to do. So uh, I, I want to ensure that the employees know that I'm completely approachable. I like to be extremely informal, not formal at all. You know, I, I like to have fun. I like to to laugh. I like I like to to really get to know people and 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 have that relationship with them and, and do everything as as I'm required to do in, in the position as I want to do as an individual as they need me to do as the reason that they're coming to to me for assistance. Well Sherry, Jared and Tasha, thank you all so much for joining us today on the podcast. I know you're very busy and you probably have people waiting on you right now. So we don't want to hold you any longer, but I do thank you for joining the podcast today. Eric, thank you. Thank you so much for your, for your time and this opportunity. Absolutely. And ladies and gentlemen, we thank you all for joining us on the podcast as well. Be sure to come back next time for another episode of the Bus Stop Podcast. For now, remember, you are Greyhound, so be first, be safe, be stellar. We'll talk to you next time.